0: All right, we're All live. Right. <laughs> Here we See are, me. Rex. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: All right, I'll introduce myself. So my name is Rex Oliver. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I live in Bennett's apartment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we live we live in the same apartment.
1: Yeah, we live in the same apartment. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me, I guess.
0: What About you, Bennett? <laughs> I guess the people. I guess this is your listen, podcast. they know about me, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, we were talking, I don't know, I was thinking earlier, you said something about philosophy, that you were taking classes, or you had mm-hmm. taken classes, yeah. and I was thinking to myself, I want to hear what Rex has to say about philosophy, because I've never <laughs> formally studied it, but I've always talked to my grandfather Last five days ago, and we were talking philosophy the whole time. But... uh Anyways, so we were talking about it for a little while, and I asked you what what uh, Philosopher like stuck out to you the most during your classes
1: Yeah, so earlier we actually we talked about Descartes a little bit Mm -hmm. um, Because he's one of the most important I'd say I guess early modern philosophers, but The one that probably stuck out to me the most is probably Nietzsche so Nietzsche he was an existentialist, which is big old branch of philosophy, and it's a lot less formal than most traditional philosophies. So, most traditional philosophy has been like constrained to universities and done in a very like academic type way. Um, you like get a you have to get a PhD to even like make anything important whatsoever in British philosophy. But existentialism, on the other hand, it's a little more, I'd say, less formal and a little bit more about people's lived experiences personal yeah personal. personal it's about like it's really about like what, what we're doing here it's, it's about an- trying to answer the big questions i mean that's yeah. what all philosophy tries to do yeah but it's it's a lot more i'd say grounded and a lot less about you know finagling about terms and all kind of like yeah just vague scholarly stuff it's not about that it's about um kind of making philosophy i guess it's philosophy more for like the common man and that's, that's cool. what i like the most about it cuz i mean i'm trying to get a minor in philosophy but you know i it's it's not my main focus at all so i thought so that's why i love loved existentialism when i took a class on it but but yeah so nietzsche is this philosopher um and he was this he's actually this really really sickly guy he was just sick all the time and um not healthy whatsoever and so he was miserable for a long time in his life and but i think through like a certain few revelations and stuff he ended up creating a really good philosophy so what does it consist d- of what does it consist of yeah um so i'd say he has a bunch of different important ideas um and the main The main of which I'd say is...
0: The most important to you?
1: The most important... He has a lot of different ones, but I'd say the most important to me, actually. I'll I'll go over that one first, is he had defined these two things called slave morality and master morality. So what he realized is that um, we live in a society that is mainly ruled by slave morality, which means that rather than... um, rather than emphasizing more greek values of heroism and of um conquering your enemies and uh just winning in general yeah we're much more about um you have this pity for things and we have this um passiveness this this kind of like passiveness i don't know exactly how to say it but we have that sort of thing so so nietzsche he so he realized there's this like discrepancy between you know and he thought you know how did this happen? Uh, How did we become this way where our morality was not emphasizing actual success, rather emphasizing this sort of, kind of pity contest almost. And he realized this in the late 1800s, so it's it's not like a very recent thing either. But he realized it was um, due to what he thought was this, um, essentially the priestly class, I got. I got to like kind of gather my thoughts. It doesn't. Thoughts yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry
0: about it. Yeah. So yeah. there was a there was a class that was the masters and then the slaves. Is that what? Yeah, you Yeah. Did yeah. That? So
1: there was like the masters and the slaves, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's the main thing you got to get from that, and the masters they were, um, they were the ones that practiced those values that were considered like the classic Greek values, or what he would he would call it, the Dionysian values. So, that is the main thing that um
0: well wha- who are the who are the practicing the Dionysian values now like who is he trying to relate who's who would he say today's masters and today's slaves are
1: well as we're talking about so there's like master morality and slave morality so how our society judges our society in fact favors the slaves right now they they our morality is kind of I don't know it's it's hard it's hard to describe it but um it's like it's we we emphasize pity rather than um you know conquering that sort of thing yeah that makes any sense um and you know you might be able to see that through like um being like pc and all that kind of thing um people always watching out for the marginalized people in the world which is not it was not a bad thing but it's It's almost putting them on a pedestal rather than putting those who are great on the pedestal. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I see what you're saying. So...
0: Like, people, they're focusing on specific values of, like, Hercules might have been the strongest person ever. And there's nothing saying that someone who's weak is any less of a human being, but as a whole you want your society to try to be strong so you like you you want to value values that will further the entire society or the entire whoever the the heck you're living with like those Mm -hmm. around you your neighbors you want them all to have values that are wanting to push them to better themselves exactly I would I would say that's what he was probably yeah
1: that so that's that's yeah that's pretty much like I'd say what he was saying um, when he talks about master and slave morality, um, yeah, it yeah. So that was, that was probably the main thing I, would say I got from Nietzsche. He realized this discrepancy and realized we we're on the, we we're on the slave side and we need to maybe emphasize like heroes and that sort of thing anymore. Cause I feel yeah. like we don't do that as much. Okay. We, we have this, we have too much pity, he would say. Um, which
0: we have a lot of time for pity because yeah. we don't have to worry about getting eaten by a lion right now you exactly. know we've got exactly. time we've got a lot of time to help others like we've got a lot of time of en- energy and resources to help others mm-hmm. but that kind of brings about the pity whereas like if you're worrying about i feel like more often if you're worrying about sheer survival like as in you're in the woods, and a uh, grizzly bear is coming to eat your shit and eat you. Like, yeah, you gotta kill that bear. <laughs> you gotta kill that <laughs> bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, that's all you can do. Oh Heck yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the main important thing. And I'd say the, I guess the other big concept of Nietzsche is. So he said this thing. He said. So it little controversial thing, but he said, you know, he said. God is dead. That was the main thing that he said. And when did he say this? He how old old is he? He said it was in the late 1800s. So it was basically he realized we are in a post-Darwinian world. Like we had we had realized once we figured out evolution and that kind of thing. He kind of was like, well, you know. The, we're, we're really like the society is definitely, if, even though it's ruled by God right now, it will eventually not be. So
0: I would say this. I like, would say this about what The rules of the saved. church, yeah. Okay, I, you like up until that point, everyone was like, whatever we don't know, or not everyone, but the mass, the massive majority was, whatever we don't know is God. Like, mm-hmm. mom, why is there a, a huge ball of light in the sky? Someone might have said that 5,000 years ago, and they would have been like... They would have said, Honey, that's God. Mm 2,000 years ago, it's something else. Whatever, whatever. But it's more... I think since the Darwinian world came about, uh, God is viewed differently. You don't have to completely denounce God because you can just under... Or believe. I was about to say understand. You can believe that... uh, God isn't necessarily the person who brought down inter-prophet here. Whether you think it's Buddha or Jesus or any... It's not necessarily the specific religions that are there. It's could be something broader than that. So, like, that's just going away from the seven-day creator
1: mm-hmm. to
0: maybe maybe this Darwinism stuff is how God acted. The, like God acts, maybe that is, exactly. maybe the Darwinism system itself is a part of God and is part of the world and is a part of everything.
1: But if you think about it, what, what I would say to that is that um, post-Darwin, post um, I feel like that was the point where instead of instead of having to rationalize science as a replacement for supernatural things, then you're repl- then you're trying to rationalize God as a replacement for scientific things yeah and what i what i mean by that is that you say you're talking about that lightning example you know um someone would have to before darwin they would have to explain you know oh this isn't actually just god pointing his finger at the the tree on the ground and just zapping it yeah it's 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 science doing that so they would have to explain that and they would be on the kind of more crazy side for suggesting that sort of thing. Yeah, the
0: science wasn't as massi- as and widely and understood.
1: And then post-Darwin it's like, well if you want to explain something as the act of God, it's like people say, oh no, it's actually science. Yeah. At that point. It's kinda, it's, it's science. If I that, wish that people
0: mean, didn't say, oh no, it's science. Like not. I wish it wasn't always you have to either believe in God or believe in science. And I think there's room for maybe both and maybe God is using science to create the universe or maybe there's no active thing creating anything and creation is just happening somehow that we have absolutely no idea how and maybe people want to say that's God and maybe that is God who I'm not who am i to fucking say (laughs) (laughs) you know you just gotta you people believe what they want and i don't think there's only two options between god and no god or i just i I think everything there's so there's so much polarization now
1: and so another thing big with Nietzsche as well is so in response to this thing god is dead like what do you do that's that's the question what what do you do in response to it so there were a lot of contempt like philosophers at that time before Nietzsche who were like well um, We're just gonna fall into nihilism. We're going to not care and be like, you know, everything's fucked There's no God. There's no yeah. purpose. We're just gonna we're done, man <laughs> like, We're fucked The gig is up exactly like it and so they think that sort of thing. Yeah, and so but Nietzsche decided, you know, doesn't have to be that way that doesn't it, help it, it, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help anything but what you need to do is instead of instead of like because he y- thought that's a continuation of that slave morality, there's nothing we can do about it they're 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 not like breaking free of say say oh we're we're just biological blobs do just doing what like chaos on earth yeah. like, we're just we're not we're not doing anything It's like well like that's that would be a slave morality point of view. Yeah. What you need to do is have master morality. Instead, have a say yes to life. Yeah. Have a say yes to life and yes to all the uncertainty and, yes and all,
0: to all the everything in between you and the time you see your grave or whatever. Maybe even after that time, I don't know. <laughs>
1: exactly. Affirm life. Affirm that. Say you gotta say, I am here. I'm like, here. <laughs> I'm here, let's ride, man. Let's do it that's exactly what he said oh man and that's that's why i like it the most we, that philosophy the most is because you know it kind of answers those questions i feel a lot of people fall into this kind of just way too nihilistic mindset about things you know people if they the first second someone has doubts about god or doesn't think god's real or they're like you know like what's the, what's the purpose then man like I, yeah. what's the purpose and like honestly you see this on shows like like you like watch like rick and morty they have that mindset big time i feel like it's like they it's like real. it's just like a lot of it's way too nihilistic and they and they're not really taking that next step into saying oh because they point out the fact that you know they might think that god doesn't exist or they might point the fact that you know there is no true purpose yeah. laid out for us and that we're just we're just blobs and we're, we're yeah. just like Cells or whatever. Yeah,
0: in, in some other huge thing. Yeah. That's about, like, just as, as microorganisms are to us, we might be those microorganisms to whatever the fuck else is.
1: Mhm.
0: So, I don't know. That's interesting. And I think that at some point, sometimes I can be more nihilistic than others and I can be down and think that there's no yeah. purpose. and But, man... <laughs> that's a tough way to live life, <laughs> to live life. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to necessarily I don't know everyone has their own shit and their own beliefs and I'd like to believe more than there's no purpose I don't necessarily exactly. know what I believe but like I'm sure maybe me trying to figure out what I believe is the purpose in and of itself and maybe that's good Mhm. And so I'm. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Talking to Rex Oliver. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. We're just hanging out here. Oh yeah.
0: At Clemson, I guess. I guess. Yeah. We're we're, we're present, man. <laughs> that's uh, the thing yeah. about
1: it. We're present. We're not. We're. We're just we're here. If that makes any sense. We're on we're on this earth. Everyone is always only.
0: Things. Wherever here is, everyone is always only, here.
1: Yeah, you're only here. You know. You don't have to think about that overarching purpose all the time. You can just be here. There we go. Yeah.
0: The chair's rocking. (laughs) The wind's blowing through those trees. Shit, I'm going to stand up and look. I'm going to stand up and look (laughs) out of the sunset. (laughs) Give it a few hours and this thing's about to be, oh my God. Super nice. There's a rainbow over there. You see it? That's tiny oh little rainbow.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Wish they could see it.
0: <laughs> That's fine. They're there. Maybe they are seeing yeah. it. Maybe they're the rainbows that we don't see, that they're seeing right now. That's true. Whenever now is. <laughs> Five months from now or 10,000. The trees move a lot. If you just stare off into... Uh, if you just stare at one point...
1: Yeah. They shake big time.
0: Those boys are moving.
1: That's what I love about Clemson. There's a lot of nature.
0: A lot more than some places, big a lot time. less than others. But, yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to get out of the apartment as much as possible.
1: I'm mean, just too lazy. And <laughs> you should come out.
0: You should definitely come out. Yeah, man. We're actually... uh. Me and Hunter are going to Blood Mountain tomorrow morning at 9. If oh, you really? To, yeah. If you want to come.
1: How far are you all, like hiking? Or?
0: It's an hour and a half away, and it's not some crazy hike. Whatever it is, you'll be able to do.
1: Okay. We're yeah, going. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be down.
0: Yeah. Do it. Our friend Carson, he was supposed to come with us, but he found out he had uh, some fraternity thing at Georgia. That sucks yeah but I mean it was cool seeing him or at least getting in the mindset of hanging out with him because he was trying to hang too Mm. well I guess that can wrap up the episode if you wanna yeah dude if you wanna end on that you got any final thoughts that you'd like to tell whoever maybe yourself in 20 years or something
1: um I guess it'd be what I was just saying earlier be present You know be here like realize you know even if this isn't just it it's still happening right now like (laughs) you don't worry about the future too much yeah you know
0: there are enough you know beautiful (laughs) and crazy things to focus on right now you know Mm -hmm. that's cool well i enjoyed having you on
1: yeah of course thank you
0: rex oliver rex oliver (laughs) everyone else